Today is Monday, July the 24th, and we are going to look at a few different scriptures that Paul wrote. And uh, my question for you, have you ever been knocked off a horse? I have a few times. Um, But one in particular, I remember having a pony named Honey. And Honey just did not like me, did not like me on her back. And every time I would ride her, she would lay down, just lay down and lay over on me. And I was like, wow, the only person that could ever get her to go is my brother, Mike. He was really good at riding horses. Um, I think he was a little bit better even at riding horses than my oldest brother, Raymond. But I just remember getting knocked off many times. Many times. Now, before Paul came to Christ, he was strongly anti-Christian. He wrote, I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an isolate man. He wrote that in 1 Timothy 1, verse 13. In fact, he was a powerful religious leader who at one point asked the Jewish high priest for permission to travel to Damascus to harass Christians. But as he was riding towards the city, he literally saw the light. For real, a light from heaven. And he was knocked off his horse. He heard the risen Christ ask Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? We find this in Acts 9.4. I remember reading this story and that always stuck out to me, that Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? When Saul was killing and stoning and just mutilating other Christians. But basically what Jesus is saying here is, if you're doing that to them, you're doing it to me. Because we are one with Christ. Christ is in us. Christ dwells in us. And if anyone is persecuting us, they're persecuting Jesus. Now, Saul of Tarsus, who had been the enemy of Jesus, was so utterly changed by his experience that happened on the road to Damascus that he became Paul the Apostle. You see, Jesus was no longer the object of his scorn, but the object of his life. Paul became became so committed to Jesus, regardless of the cost. Now, as we saw in yesterday's, like, daily dip, he resolved, and he said this, if I live, I'm going to serve Christ. If I die, then I gain because I will be with Christ. 
our culture doesn't allow for the thinking that dying might be better than living. We hold on to life so tenaciously. Just one more year, just one more month, one more day, one more breath. The world would simply, it, the world simply doesn't understand death from a Christian mindset. Instead, many people see death as the worst possible outcome. For them, to live isn't Christ. So then that means to die, there isn't anything to gain. But think about it from the Christian perspective. Part of God's work in your life as a believer is to eventually give you a glorified body with which you can dwell in his presence forever. Now that can't happen until you die. That's why Paul could be well pleased rather than to be absent from the body and to be present in the mind. And we see that in 2 Corinthians 5.8. Sorry, I know you hear the little guy. He is in a very playful mood right now. Yeah, buddy. I'm recording right now. Everyone can hear you. Yeah. Let's get back into the word, okay? All right. Now, Paul knew that death wasn't the end, but the beginning of life with God. And he had immense joy because of it. But it all started with the Lord getting a hold of his life in a dramatic way. How about you? Have you had a Damascus Road experience with Jesus? Now, he doesn't have to knock you off a horse <laughs> to become real to you. But he does shine the light of his truth through his word, his people, and your circumstances. So have you been fighting his call on your life? Because I believe that most of you have a call on your life, but you're just, you're fighting, you're running, you have nothing to do with it. So why not just give up? Give up the fight. And I take a hold of the life-changing joy that he is offering to you. Let's read 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 14. I give thanks to Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, appointed me to the ministry, even though I was formerly a blasphemer a prosecutor, and an arrogant man, but I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief. And the grace of the Lord overflowed along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And then we read in Acts 9, verse 1, Now Saul was still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. 
he went to the high priest and requested letters from him to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any men or women who belonged to the way, he might bring them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he traveled and was nearing Damascus, a light from heaven suddenly flashed around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul said. I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting, he replied. But get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the sound but, but seeing no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they took him by the hand and led him to Damascus. He was unable to see for three days and did not eat or drink. And the last verse comes from 2 Corinthians 5, 8. In fact, we are confident and we would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. God, we thank you so much for today and we just pray that you'd be with us. God, thank you for your provision, your protection, your love, your goodness. Thank you for our road to Damascus experience to where we heard you calling our name and we answered and we are so grateful. We're so grateful that you were there with open arms. We're so grateful for your love. We thank you, Jesus, just for how good you are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I am so sorry for the little guy, Legolas. He is very talkative today and very playful. And um, he just wanted to be part of the podcast. So would love for you guys to meet him. He is a great, <laughs> he is amazing. He is spastic. He is just freaking out right now. But he's a good, good kitty. Well, I hope and pray that you guys have an amazing day. Bless someone, love on someone. Just uh, pour into someone today. Serve someone. Reach out to someone. Let them, someone know today that you care for them. There might be someone out there that just needs to hear from a friend. And maybe a text, a phone call, just to let them know that you're thinking about them, that you're praying for them, and that they crossed your mind. It really does mean something to someone that when that happens. And uh, just be a blessing. Love you guys. This has been your Daily Dip.